I'm guessing you haven't earned any more money since the last time I saw you. <laughs> Excuse me, employee. As a matter of fact, I'll take one of these cheap stereos, too. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'll take three of them. That's right. Three. <laughs> um, sir, this is a library card. Oh, hey, hey, check that out. All right. Oh, oh, you know what happened? I, I left my credit cards in, in my limousine. Yeah. You have a limousine, too? It's parked right out front, you know, because I'm really rich. Hey, Kim, come on, man. Let's go get my credit cards out of my limousine, man. Yeah, you know, I'm rich. Welcome back to another episode of Keenan and Cal with Adam and Aaron. Me, Aaron. Me, Adam. And this week we're talking about episode number... 15 in season three, the limo. Yep, referring to the uh, eponis uh, limousine that we set our episode in. Adam, nobody knows what that word you just said means. <laughs> eponis. <laughs> eponis. <laughs> I'm not even sure it's a real word. That, that I, I don't know about that. The the titular location. When you would actually have to right click, look up. In real life, like conversation, you probably shouldn't use it. <laughs> that's a that's a good point. Uh, but yes, we're talking about Keenan and Cal, '90s Nickelodeon program, and they're you know as we're counting down the '90s decade for sure. This is January '99 when this episode came out. Yeah, we are nearing the end of uh, end of the 1900s here. Yeah, we're 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 counting we're counting down with Keenan and Cal properly. That's right. Yeah, so season three runs, uh, you know, until a little bit further on in '99, and then season four picks up in '99 and ends in 2000, the turn of the century. Yeah, and as we've joked about, massive season, like 22 episodes. They got at it while the getting was hot, or whatever the saying is. I don't know. <laughs> the harvest, the harvest was plentiful here, so they're like, okay, let's have as many episodes as possible before we get canceled. <laughs> And that's what—that's what's happening here. Yeah, they can tell that Keenan's getting like pretty old, and Cal's growing a mustache. And... I mean, but but we're still, Adam. I don't know if you agree. We're still kind of like in the thick of Keenan and Kel. Oh, for sure. I I don't know when this series goes bad. I don't. I, I really don't. We're, we're getting over a little speed bump. I think we, we had a lull. I, I'd yeah. say the past five episodes, there was maybe like one or two standouts. Yeah, we're starting to see some repeating uh, plot lines a little bit, some just predictable outcomes. Like this yeah. one, you kind of saw what was coming, but you, you didn't necessarily know how it was going to go down. I think the way it got there surprised me. I think so. I did not expect them to spend the amount of time that they did on certain elements. And like looking back at it, like I was like, oh, that, that's really cool. There's two episodes that really reminded me of uh, that we've already seen so far. Uh, also written by Kevin Capolo and Heath Seifert. Uh, and that is uh, Dish Day Afternoon and Most Sweater Blues. Uh huh. I got some. Uh, I got some fenced in here mm. too. <laughs> also written by them. Yep. So, so I think it's cool how we can kind of can identify episodes by their writers now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's join Cooley on the big orange couch and get right into it. So uh, Cannon's wearing a gray rugby shirt, red and blue stripe, uh, white collar. Cal's wearing black jacket, red shirt, black hat pretty status this looks like this doesn't just look like like characters they look like normal people in the yes. 90s I, I agree the only thing that threw me off is when keenan turns a little bit and you see the giant elbow pads that he, he has. has a big <laughs> patch yeah it has a big patch so it looks like three quarters of the sleeve strange style yeah the the patch on the on the back of the shirt yeah but they uh they welcome everyone to the keenan and Kel program television program and kel has a wonderful prop to show with everyone yeah it's a photo album of Baby Keenan. Yes, and uh, I, I probably good guess that these are real Baby Keenan photos, right? Definitely, definitely they are. Yeah, you can. Uh, he shows him like you know, little cute, you know, rosy cheeked Keenan. It looks like like preschool graduation Keenan. Yep, yep, very young and very cute. Uh, then he has a third photo, which is Keenan says, that, "Kel, that's not me." And uh, and I'll, I'll quote here: "It's actually a picture of uh, an old Asian woman." <laughs> It's a good joke to start off the show on. But then Keenan says, speaking of dating, come this way. And they, they leave. Yeah, he says, uh, come on, Sosa. Reference to Sammy Sosa, the baseball player, famous baseball player. Adam, did you know anything about Sammy Sosa? 
Uh, no, I could not decipher what he said. <laughs> it sounded like, <laughs> come on, Stevia. Sammy Sosa got in, in uh, trouble for cheating, corking his bat so it was lighter. Ooh. I believe. Uh, I might be wrong. But basically, he lied and uh, and got caught. <laughs> so that sounds a lot like this episode. Actually, that, that's a good point. That's pretty good foreshadowing. Um, I do want to say one more thing about this photo album. It's literally black construction paper with little tiny like pictures just like taped to one page at a time. <laughs> yes, I think confidently the, a prop for this bit. Yes. Th- that said, well, Kel, as in response to Keenan leaving, says, Keenan... That's the worst segue into an episode I've ever heard. <laughs> and then that's it, yeah. In response to that, I would like to ask, is it though? Because this episode is uh, an episode about going on a date and like meeting uh, so- someone's parents for the first time. Isn't that like a classic trope of like showing them like your baby pictures? Um, yeah, yeah, that's something very like, you know, yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, so I guess they could have bridged that a little better, but I- I- that's an element that I would not say is out of place. I I do wish that they found like I don't know like an actress or like and like oh that's a picture of like this actress instead of just yeah. like an old Asian woman. <laughs> that's <laughs> actually a good point. Kind of distasteful because that, that that is a person that the pictures picture they're using. <laughs> that's our side autograph of Ron Harper. I I, I highly doubt that they. Uh, got consent for that picture <laughs> maybe they did it could be like a stock photo you know uh, i suppose yeah definitely yeah they've gotten worse uh, worse extras on the show before remember that time they had an eskimo <laughs> yeah that was so <laughs> random uh doing I, imagine the some, I imagine them watching back like these some of these episodes they're like oh boy <laughs> so like training videos of what not to do in, 20, in 2021 so uh we don't enter at rigby's adam where do we enter I was uh, happily surprised to see them in a new set. Uh, they're in a stereo store called Music Mart. It's really cool. There's like these funky looking stereos all around. It seems like they're in like Lost in Space or Star Trek or something <laughs> like, you know. Um, and then there's this one in the center on this little tiny table uh, that's kind of like elevated. And there's like a four, you know, like the stereo system, you know, just imagine one. Uh, it's like really high it's like 12 inches high um and then on each side of it there's these uh glass pyramids with speakers in them and a blue light on the bottom and then a pink light like towards the top it's really cool this 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 style has definitely come back into the fold with like streaming equipment and gear and stuff like that i feel like this actually was a great design for a speaker (laughs) (laughs) unironically it's pretty cool (laughs) and even even the price tag i'm like that that makes sense in today's age doesn't it yeah it does all right so uh i don't know why they're there but they're just there maybe they're at the mall or something it's a thing to do you know in town and so keenan's like whoa to the stereo system he says kel come look at this and kel goes whoa and he runs the table he says is it maple or treated oak or something like that? <laughs> not the table it's the speaker system uh oh did you get some of the features that this system has it's uh, quite <laughs> i really like the name of the speaker uh but i got quadraphonic something dual boosters quadraphonic tweet tweeters tweeters <laughs> which i don't think Quad- is a thing what are you talking about uh dual boosters is definitely like that's that's good naming right there dual bass boosters so okay, dual like, bass boosters. Yeah, people do that as no nowadays yeah and and then they press the play button mm-hmm. and fun- some funk starts playing so it's good music too we've had some bad dance music this season yeah and they just start they just start grooving like in the oh, middle yeah. of the store which is what you're supposed to do right like you mm-hmm. know you go to like uh, walmart or target you press the play button and you start like dancing you know i, I love when they break out into song and dance <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it shows just how in sync they are with each other and how much fun they're having they're just boys yeah, just boys. It's actually like a great little scene here. Um, and then, then the a man comes over, an adult. Um, if this was Charlie Brown, it would he would sound like wah, 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 wah. <laughs> They'd be like, uh, no, no, I was just playing with the speaker. What? Yeah. It costs that much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the guy says, uh, uh, would you please stop that or something? Um, and then he says, would you like to purchase the Wasabi Bassmaster? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the no, wasabi Bassmaster. Uh huh. You could hook, you can hook it up to your Yatsubishi plasma screen TV. <laughs> and Keenan's very interested until he hears the price tag sixteen hundred dollars, which uh, in today's money, 
I've got the inflation calculator open here. For the first time in a while, I had to dust this thing off. About uh, $2,600, extra thousand on top of that. Wow. Which is, yeah, that's a lot for uh, just a speaker system. Oh, but it's not just a speaker system, Adam. It's a <laughs> Wasabi Bass Master Quadraphonic Tweeter Dual Bass Boosters. Yeah, it's a lot of good features. It just occurred to me that, remember back in House Sitters when, when Chris offered Keenan $50? Yeah. $81 in today's money. Oh. A little more reasonable. Like, I think our guesses are like, you know, this is probably like an $80 job. Sounds about right. Well, look at you thinking on the fly. Oh, you know, I just with, with it. Converting numbers. You, you seem like me, teaching math. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just fractions. I don't know if my students picked up by now, but I literally make up things. As we, <laughs> I'm like, so how many bottles of orange soda would I need to, to fill this 20-gallon drum? It's like... Wait a second. Yeah, they have to convert liters into gallons. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so anyways, Keenan's like, oh, get out of here to the store clerk, which I think is kind of funny. Uh, and then uh, and then we have a new character who's introduced. Yes, uh, a, a lady enters the scene that we later learn is named Melissa. Yes, um, she's very interested in the stereo system, uh, and Keenan is very interested in her. Mm-hmm. So he approaches, and uh, what line does he use, Adam? Do you have it? <laughs> Uh, well, first she asked him, um, do you work here? <laughs> to which he replies, uh, uh, no, but I can uh, make your life a little better by, like, marrying you. <laughs> <laughs> so just aggressive. This just really goes right for it. <laughs> this pickup game is, is so next level. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I would I, like to spend my life with you. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to point out that this, uh, this actress is played by uh, Karen Ashley. Uh, who is best known by her role in uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. She was the yellow, the second yellow Power Ranger in the series. Not the first? Nope. <laughs> I think she started in, like, the movie era. But welcome. Welcome to the show. Yes, I, I think she does a good job for, like, her kind of snooty rich girl character. Sure, yeah, and that's exactly what she is, right? So she is just like this. Keenan's like, oh, this stereo, too bad it's oh, $1,600. She goes, oh, that's cheap. <laughs> you know, like who? What a sale! Who says that? Like she's eighteen, seventeen, right? It's like, yeah, what, what's going on there? Clearly, she has lots of money to dispose of. Do you want to let us know what Cal's doing right now? Cal is uh, listening to. He's hooking up earphones to a speaker in the back, and he shouts to Keenan, "Man, these headphones are loud!" And Keenan's like, "Be quiet, Keenan! I can't hear you. I have headphones on." Classic can't hear joke after she introduces herself as melissa keenan makes another great joke of hey that's my father's name (laughs) why did he say that (laughs) he's like so nervous keenan has some really good like nervous date mess ups in this one he is just trying to make her laugh and be innocent the man comes over says hey are you interested in the speaker she says yes i'll take one Here's my credit card. He looks at Keenan and he just disrespects him <laughs> to another level. He says, guessing you haven't earned any money since I last saw you. This <laughs> is the ultimate burn. And uh, Keenan, not to not to be one-upped, commits to purchasing one of these stereos too. In fact, he's going to buy three of them. Uh, yeah, put it on the card. Uh, sir, this is a library card. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now my favorite line of the episode. I don't I don't say favorite lines very often, but this is my favorite line. He says, oh, you know, I, I left my credit cards in my limousine. <laughs> and that that's the rest of the episode, folks. <laughs> yeah, it triggers things. Melissa says, oh, you have one too? Keenan's like, kind of has to get out of there. So he's like, all right, come on, Kel, let's go. And Kel walks away. And at first I was like, oh, hey, yeah, he... It's cool how predictive this episode was because Cal has these like wireless headphones <laughs> that like they knew that they'd be like top of the line stuff. It's not, they're not wireless. There's a wire. And uh, and yeah, it pulls the entire speaker that's hooked up to the stereo off the wall. It, it looked pretty like real and scary when they fell. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like it actually kind of sparked up. <laughs> yeah, there's a little like burst of something as they fall. It's funny because like the, the props in that set were probably really old. And they had to, they're like, okay, how can we make this look new? It's not every episode that we get a brand new set. And this one, for example, we we go outside for, like, the first time. Yeah. It's pretty good, great. Well, we've been outside for Fenced In. We were on that park set. Yeah. Whatever I mean, it was... Keenan and Kel have been outside, but... Oh, but you're saying, like, the, like the filmed on the streets. Film. Yeah. Oh. Natural lighting and all that stuff. I suppose. 
<laughs> but that's why I got fenced in vibes. Yeah, anyways, that's the end of the first scene. Uh, we weren't at Rigby's, but now we are. So we cut over to Rigby's. Keenan's uh, massive jeans that are just like folding over his <laughs> shoes. I don't know how he doesn't trip. Um, and he is just sweeping these peanut shells into a pile. Yeah, he's like, I don't know where these nut shells are coming from. Meanwhile, Cal uh, is drinking a two liter of orange soda, as he does. And he also pulls, <laughs> pulls up a giant bag of nuts. Um, and he says, hey, Keenan, can I have $10,000? <laughs> and and Keenan's just like, I don't have $10,000. What do you need it for? Well, I'm thinking about writing a, what is it, a, a screenplay, a, a yeah. small motion picture. I want to finance an independent motion picture about a little boy who rescues a Chinese elephant from a Russian circus, which is, has been added to the, the Cal um, life goals list. Uh, you know, how could he have come up with something that... Uh, that genius like Cal, Cal must be very high in openness or creativity or all all of the above quite the great idea I might say Cal. honestly I think I think you could get an Oscar off that unironically that is such a good idea for a movie <laughs> <laughs> like a little boy and an elephant yeah, yeah right, right. Like, <laughs> like come on I, with only ten thousand dollars do like documentary style oh uh, no you could do like you could do like these super uh, these close ups like of the el- of the elephant right and it's just sad playing in this rival circus <laughs> it's just trying to reunite with its family who's <laughs> stripped away at a young age and so and so was this little boy this little boy's like an orphan or and he's working in the circus and and he learns of the uh, yeah that's a real academy award potential i might just go ahead and write it <laughs> send it over to kel mitchell and be like hey you have ten thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> if anybody has ten thousand dollars wants to support the podcast you can send us an email over at keenan kel podcast at gmail.com yes please or you can purchase two thousand uh friend of hero shirts <laughs> oh my god <laughs> When when we get them up, our merch site will be up soon, people. Aaron, I do want to tell you, I did find the, find the image. Oh, yes! Oh, yes! Did well, you find he, the hero one, too? Yeah, I found the hero and the friend of hero ones. Oh, you my know, God. The main trouble is that as soon as I got them, I'm like, wait, isn't there something about putting celebrity likenesses on, on T-shirts? Oh, you can't do that? I, I don't think you can do it without their, like, consent. Oh, well, we should just ask them. Yeah, we, we should we should. Hey, yeah. can we make this? <laughs> can we? That's actually a really good point. Can, do you think we could make this? We'll give you. Uh, that's that's a really good idea. <laughs> a foolproof. Yeah, I mean, well, what's it? I mean, come on. Like, I'll just slide into Cal's DMs. Like, hey, I have a podcast about your show with with my bro. Uh, we're trying to make this shirt, friend of hero. Can we make it? We're we're already on thin ice with just this show to begin with. <laughs> I think Coolio might hear our beat sometime, and he's like, and I think that's not cool. Oh, Coolio, man, we have nothing but love for you. Yeah, nothing but love. Coolio, I loved, I loved your Hot Ones interview. That was the best. <laughs> I don't think he has a hot bone in his body either. Wait, wait, did I ever tell you? I, I like looked up YouTube videos of like Coolio playing the Keenan and Cal theme song, and he did it once, and it was so underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> Like at a show with like nobody saying it. No, no, that's a, that's very sad. <laughs> we would have sang it, Coolio. Oh, absolutely. We wouldn't have known the words. <laughs> Kenny gets mad at Cal for generating all these shells, and then uh, they're surprised by Melissa enters the shop. Yeah, she lets it be known that her daddy is going to. That's a red flag right there, everybody. Uh, <laughs> but her daddy is going to buy the building next door. Yeah, and so she came over here for uh, a soda. And uh, Keenan says, oh, isn't it a small world? And Cal objects to that fact. Man, the world's huge. It's like the largest planet in the solar system. Uh, fifth largest, Adam. <laughs> That's what Cal says, though. No, he says fifth largest. Does he? Yep, oh, man. he that. Yep, he said fifth largest. I thought it was a funnier joke if he thought it was the biggest. <gasps> Wait a second, Adam. What did we say about Cal in the circus? Wasn't that an early thing? Doesn't he have a, a relative a cousin in the, in circus? the circus? Okay, and he's eating peanuts. I have a feeling... And he's dreaming about a, a, a saving an elephant from a circus. Right, right. I have a feeling uh, not only are elephants big in uh, in Hindu culture, where uh, reincarnation is big, which is one of our Cal theories, but uh, maybe peanuts give Cal superpowers. <laughs> or he could just be, like, reminiscing on his time visiting his cousin <laughs> and seeing, like, a sad Chinese elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because he's very empathetic and he feels emotions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, that's actually a really, that's a crazy callback that we caught. 
<laughs> I, I, I'm sure it was fully intentional. Belissa was, is asking Keenan why, you know, he left in such a hurry. And he uh, hastily explains that he had an emergency business deal. But he's kind of caught red-handed now because she's like, do you work here? He's wearing the apron and he's holding a broom. Right, she makes it clear that he's doing, he has those two characteristics at this moment. Um, and Keenan goes, no, I own this store. <laughs> and I'm I'm teaching uh, this person how to do this, how to do it. Kel insists that I don't work here, and then Keenan covers it by saying, "Oh uh, yeah, he doesn't work here. I fired him." <laughs> Kel goes, "Fine." <laughs> Storms out, leaves in a huff. The episode it's got so many layers to it. This is this is a very long scene, and like so many good things happen, and it's yeah, it's true. So Keenan's like flirting with Melissa still. Uh, meanwhile, uh, like Kel's like in the background window, like making yeah. faces and stuff. He's mugging. He's mugging <laughs> straight at Keenan. He's very upset. Keenan uh, successfully asks Melissa out on a date for tomorrow night. As long as Keenan brings his limo. Uh, then Chris enters into this <laughs> from the back, and then Keenan runs up and tackles Chris right back into the back <laughs> office. Yeah, and, and embarrassingly, he's like, Hey, Keenan, did you wipe down the garbage cans yet? And as he says that, like he's just plowed into. He just tackles Chris. Um, and then, yeah, Chris is like, what the heck? And Keenan explains, he's like, oh, uh, well, Melissa, there's this girl. She thinks I'm rich. And, and Chris is like cracking up. He's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, and she, you have to play along. Uh, she thinks I own the store. And Chris is like, listen, Keenan, I'll play along. If you scrape the mold off the deli meats and polish my pewter cow collection. <laughs> when it pans over to a pewter cow collection. I'm talking never... about layers to this episode. Yeah, I love getting another facet of, of Chris. Yeah, I don't know why he has a collection. I don't know why it's in Rigby's. I, I don't know why he has somebody else polish it. Like, that seems like he would enjoy it. Am I wrong? I think we'll see him in later episodes enjoying polishing his collection, too. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I, I do have to say, though, I think something has to be said when, like, the main writers get an episode like like this. Because I feel like they have fewer limitations in, like, budget and things like that. We've got two new sets, a whole pewter cow collection, and a bunch of limo stuff that's about to happen. Right. Yeah, ex per per kind of expensive stunts to have they on this. They probably save the money for the, the top writers. You know yeah. what I mean? They save the budget. They budget more for these episodes and less for the, the other people. Or they, they budget them out themselves that way. <laughs> so, right. so that they're doing this. Like, for example, uh, I'm gonna get you Keenan of last episode. We had, like, what, the jail cell? And it looked really... Oh, together. That was like a high school set. <laughs> yeah, so he agrees. Uh, although Keenan makes a very a statement about lying here. Oh, Chris is like, but I don't like lying. Keenan goes, oh, me neither. I hate lying. Lying is bad. And that's no lie. <laughs> it doesn't mean I won't do it, though. That's like no. Keenan's logic. So, oh, yeah, lying is bad. I recognize that. I'm pretty sure that is a lie. <laughs> when he says that's a lie. <laughs> yeah, that's no lie. Yeah, that's one of Keenan's traits. He's, he, he's a liar. Even though, like we were talking about in the previous, yep, the recent episode, it's like, you know, he lied even though he got into a worse situation because of it. Like it, like in present tense, that was, that was the recent one, where it's like, if he just told the truth in the middle, he'd be a-okay, fine. Oh, you can't do that. Not in this show. I mean, he could have told Melissa, he could have been like, yeah, I actually do work here, I'm not rich, I was just nervous because you're so pretty. Boom. Mm -hmm. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that probably worked. And Listen up, kids. I think uh, an episode towards like the Drake and Josh era of, of writing, you might have a little fuller story like that. Right. Or you might get a version of the story where like Melissa wasn't really rich to begin with either. Uh-huh. And she a was just pretending to, to impress right. Keenan. Keenan walks back out to the front. Kel storms back in and says, <laughs> You can't fire me because I quit. Q wit and then he, he storms away but before he does he knocks over a box of cereal and a, a carton of jam and uh then he takes the payphone off its hook and then he slams the door <laughs> this is really good i mean if keenan is the owner of the store uh melissa would should probably be like wow you treat your employee employees horribly <laughs> you let him do that to you right 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 something like that i also want to point out that uh great keenan kel balance this episode well, I would like, agree. Top, top notch. We, yeah. We've been complaining about Cal getting a little too much spotlight recently, but this is mwah, perfect. Yeah, this is good. Keenan definitely shines. Um, Chris walks out. He says, oh, what's going on, boss? <laughs> and then he sees the mess and says, what happened here? <laughs> and then Keenan goes, um, uh, Chris, clean up this mess. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm tired of you slacking off. Yeah, He's, <laughs> and do a do a good job. I'm tired of you slacking off. Yeah, and and Chris just like through his teeth is just like, don't push it, boss. Yeah, I mean that was Keenan's just, just out of line right there. <laughs> like, yeah, especially I, I think early this season we started pointing out that Keenan does like no work. No work. Rigby's. He, yeah. he avoids work at like all occasions. So, uh, you know, Keenan is talking to her about doing this brunch thing, you know, breakfast, lunch together. She gives him her address and he insists that he, she's picking up in a limo. And uh, then she kisses him on the cheek. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, she leaves. Is that a first on Keenan and Cal? Is that some, the first sugar I, for Keenan? Maybe. Maybe. I think so. We're getting yeah. close. Um, he might have got some from one of the goats in the petting zoo or whatever. <laughs> the, the pizza, pizza farm. Um, and then. Uh, Keenan goes to Chris. You missed a spot. And he's like, oh, no, I mean I'll get it. Yeah, right. It's like instinct to critique everybody. <laughs> as soon as he gets just a drop of power, like he goes power hungry. Pretty much. Cal comes back in. I'm gonna give you one more chance to hire me back. Cal, no, I just made that up to to impress her. He's like, oh, so I guess it raises out of the question then. It's just like, oh, I'm a kid. I've never worked. Uh, what do I say? Raise. Uh, we cut to the Rockmore residence, um, where Roger and Cheryl are watching TV. Kel comes in with a plate full of fish sticks. And he goes, hey, you guys are out of fish sticks. And he puts the plate down. There has to be at least 50 fish sticks on this plate. Like, it's yeah. just one plate. And he, and he sits between them, like, you know, basically, basically ruining their day. <laughs> Eating their food, interrupting them, hanging so, out. Adam, I do have a continuity question here. Um, Keenan is supposed to be going on brunch, right? And so we find out shortly after this that Keenan is like ready to go out. Yep. Uh, to the most expensive restaurant in town, which is a brunch restaurant. Hmm. And, and Cal's eating fish sticks at twelve o'clock, eleven o'clock. What time is brunch? So I, I think if you ask me, this is happening around eleven a.m. And all this stuff lines up. We get some exterior shots later, and they're all like daytime. It's but not Cal's eating fish sticks at eleven a.m. Oh yeah, no, he. I, I think he's just doing that to, to, to because. <laughs> I think that was going to be his brunch. He's oh eating weirder things on this show. Well, that's true. He drinks orange soda for every hour of the day with cereal and stuff like that. I suppose. But then he says to Mr. and Mrs. Rockmore, what are we all doing tonight? <laughs> oh, that's a good... Yeah, you're right. That's wrong. So I get, uh, <laughs> so that, anyways, anyways. That's incorrect. <laughs> let's just uh, let's just assume that the timeline matches up. Um, and then uh, Keenan announces from the top of the stairs... Announcing Keenan Rockmore or something. Yeah, like ladies that. and gentlemen and Kel. Right. <laughs> and he comes down uh, dressed to the nines. He's in a tuxedo. He's looking real good. And, you know, he, he gloats that he's going to the most expensive restaurant in town. He's got to look his best. And uh, his limo driver is there. And uh, a great moment here between the Rockmores. This might be one of my favorite Rockmore scenes. Absolutely. This is, this is the best. Cheryl goes... You rented a, a tux, oh, and you rented a limo? That must have been really expensive. Yeah, and Cal kind of lets it slip. He's like, oh, she thinks that Keenan's rich. <laughs> and she's like, why would she think that? I told her. <laughs> and Roger replies, that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Cheryl has this great moment. She's yeah. like, but Keenan, like, she's not going to know who you are. Don't you want her to love you for who you are? And then Keenan responds, nope. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best Rockmore moment in the history of the show. Yeah, yeah. At first I thought it was a little out of character for Roger. But I, anything that Keenan does that Roger approves of, this might be the first we're seeing of this. Uh, Keenan wants to date someone and, and Roger is like, you know, oh, he's full into it. <laughs> he's yeah. behind him. He's, he's, he's like his wingman. <laughs> he like, you know, he's impressed with his son's dress and, you know. Yeah. The limo driver and he, he he wants his his son to marry a rich little girl <laughs> and do whatever tricks that he can to <laughs> to make it happen he's also probably trying to get a, a rouse out of the limo driver who seems fairly stoic <laughs> yeah that's true i don't think he scores any points with cheryl she gets, gets kind of angry with him for that yeah she's like oh keenan and now the uh, as keenan pointed out in the fenston episode the only thing that can ruin this plan is you, <laughs> pointing to the picture of Cal. Because Cal says to Keenan, uh, he starts pleading with him, I want to ride the limo. I want to ride the limo. And then he starts screaming. <laughs> uh, Roger and Cheryl just basically like, take him with you, please. Get him yes. out of here. Yes. And then uh, the limo driver rolls his eyes 
Because he's like, I don't want to have to drive that guy. <laughs> Keenan's like, all right, fine. You can ride with me until we get to her house. Then you're on your own. Um, so we cut over to the next scene, which is a limo. Yes. And we got some, like I said, exterior shots. That's right. Exterior shots. Kel is just turning on the dome lights and on and off and on and off. And it's not even dark out. It's light out. So they're not doing anything. He picks up the phone in the limo and he calls Keenan, who's right next to him. Hey, Keenan, it's me. Guess what? I'm in a limo. And there's very clearly palm trees in the background. So it's like they're not <laughs> fooling anybody that this is, is Chicago. Yeah, they're, they're clearly driving through California. But uh, like I said, it's awesome. They got exterior shots. That's right. The driver's all like, do you mind? And then they, like, close the barrier between them. Yep. Then they open up the sunroof. Cal goes out, starts screaming. He urges Keenan to, to do it as well. And, you know, you know the scene. Everyone does that. And, of course, Cal closes the door on Keenan. Yep. And, again, fenced in. Mm-hmm. References there. Do, do you uh, think this this could be the whole episode? Could be the whole episode right here. I thought, um, I, thought that was... I, I thought Kel was gonna take down his pants. I thought Kel was gonna like <laughs> do the whole thing again. Like literally, Keenan got stuck. He, he has to like Melissa's there and he has to pretend like this is normal. He's like, oh, I hope you are enjoying my limo. Oh my god, come on in. He tries to date her with his feet just being there. Yeah, oh boy. Yes, well, that could have been the whole episode. I was like, oh no, no this again, and then... Some kind of limo centaur. And then, uh, <laughs> and then Keenan goes back in, and we get a little cut pan to uh, the driver opening the door for Keenan and Kel. And once again, this is this is an exterior thing. They're like in a driveway type thing, place. Right, we're outside. There's a gargoyle of a lion. <laughs> yes, you can tell it's a rich residence. Cleanly trimmed hedges. Take some fences as well. So we're at the house, right? Uh, Keenan goes inside, and uh, we're still outside with Kel and the driver, who uh, Kel is kind of annoying. He's always always been annoying to the driver, right? Before they got in the limo, in the limo, and now he's like, "Hey, can I sit in the front?" And the limo driver says, "I prefer you didn't," or something along those lines. And yeah, he's like, "Come on, please let me sit in the front." And as he says this, like he's kind of wrestling and messing with the the driver who who has the key his keys in his hands then he drops the keys and kel's like oh no no i'll get it and then and the driver says no i will get it so he goes down the driver goes down to pick up the keys kel goes oh the door's open kel opens the door <laughs> yeah he's like oh, this this part of the car is a door too and as we established with the physics of last episode everyone's like a one-hit wonder to the head <laughs> That's right. So the driver gets hit in the head, uh, then stands up straight, uh, and then falls over. <laughs> yep. Uh, knocked out cold. Cartoon-like. In like a, I want to say like a Disney losing the parent moment. <laughs> like, gets under the ground and starts pleading with the universe, like, oh no! Right, right, right. A new catchphrase of Kells, I noticed. Bringing back from House Sitter, shouting, WAKE UP! <laughs> <laughs> It seems like Cal is, is is causing a lot of trouble this season. Yeah, he's a real he's a he's a trouble magnet. So uh, he's just uh, grabbing, violently <laughs> shaking the driver, and nothing's he, working. He also says, "Oh, sorry." He, I think he calls him by his name, Emmett. And he says, "Emmett, you all right?" <laughs> and then he says, to "Them, you just gonna ignore me like that?" I, I said I was sorry. <laughs> and then yeah, he goes down. And he's like, "Oh no." He slowly realizes the gravity of his situation. That's the commercial break. We return inside the rich family abode. Yeah, rich rich house here. What were some of the uh, decor? Uh, there's just a marble twisted pole. <laughs> there's uh, these luxurious couches, which are pretty ugly. Uh, a rug, marble floor. Mar- it looks like marble walls, but they're just drywall painted with gold. And uh, I, I want to say the scenes of Keenan just in here. Once again, Kel's out of the equation when Keenan's in this situation. Is are very very funny. They're good. They're good. <laughs> he first comes in and uh, sees Melissa's mother, and he does the classic thing of, "Oh, you must be Melissa's sister." And he's like, "Ah ha ha," <laughs> and she's just having none of it. <laughs> Right. Um, Melissa's sister, a.k.a. her mom, um, is holding this little tiny dog, like mm-hmm. princess dog, named uh, Beethoven. Yeah, and she introduces herself as Eleanor. And then uh, her dad is there, too. Uh, his name is Guthrie. <laughs> Some kind of... Eleanor, really Guthrie, just... Beethoven, and Melissa. Do you think they... <laughs> These aren't self-made rich people, right? This is inherited wealth. I, I believe so. <laughs> no, no, no one starts off with a name like Guthrie. <laughs> you have to be born rich. 
<laughs> but uh, so uh, also a really fun moment of Keenan like almost sitting in like the dad's chair. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, that, that's my sitter. Right, right. So they're going to sit down. They're like, oh, would you like to like a drink? Keenan goes, well, I don't know how long I'll be. How long does Melissa usually take? He just doesn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, he's just that's a that's a running gag. He just keeps asking, like, man, she sure is taking a while, isn't she? <laughs> Whenever he has nothing to say to them. Right. Her parents are kind of like, we understand that you're in real estate. Yeah. Oh, real estate. So much better than fake estate, you know? <laughs> Eleanor explains that uh, Guffrey is also in real estate. And he's all, perhaps we could compare financial strategies. And the kid is just like, uh... <laughs> is this coming down anytime soon? Right. A uh, week pan outside. Cal is just like shaking Emmett. Uh, he's doing like peekaboo. Uh, yeah. He's wake up. He says you you're playing right. This is some kind of limo, limo driver humor. Yeah, you playing? And he's just like what? What? He's crying, trying to get him up. Meanwhile, inside. Oh, you, do you know the question oh, that they asked him? Oh, oh yeah. How have you amassed so much wealth at such a young age? <laughs> and Keenan's response: uh, stocks, bonds, buy, sell, financial stuff. This <laughs> Does most of usually take this so long? <laughs> Stocks, bonds. <laughs> it's like, what? Suddenly their phone rings, uh, and they're like, they pick it up, and they say, it's for you, to Keenan. And Cal is using the the phone in the limo to call him, which I think is real, like, it's useful, because they introduced that earlier. Yeah, so uh, Keenan's, like, talking, um, and, and Cal's like, the limo driver, he's he's not waking up. Uh <laughs> Uh, I don't know what to do. And he's just like, oh, wonderful. <laughs> because, like, the parents are right there. Uh, did you hear what their family name is when they, they answered? No. Uh, I think they said Pluckett Residence. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they, their names are Eleanor, Guffrey, and Melissa Pluckett. Yeah, you know, our driver, he's unconscious. So he's like, uh, that, was, that was my driver. I'll be right back. He goes outside. He's like, okay, let's see what the situation is. Kel's trying to stand the driver up, and then he walks out. The driver, like, slouches down because, of course, he's unconscious. And then uh, Keenan just asks, why? <laughs> Don't panic. I'm not panicking. I was talking about me. <laughs> They, you know, argue about this and get a plan together. And again, this could be... Keenan could fix this right now. He could just go into his office and he's like, I, I, I need... We need help. My my driver passed out. Uh, he doesn't want to get found out, right? He doesn't want to find out that, like... And he doesn't want things to go wrong. I don't think he wants the parents to talk to the driver. Because they right. might learn that, like, he's just a rental. Exactly. Keenan walks back in. Uh, they're like, oh, is everything okay? He's like, yep, everything is good. Everything good is... Only good things are happening right now. Uh, Melissa comes downstairs. Well, uh, f first, uh, his plan to Kel. He, he, he oh, told him sorry. what to do. Uh, he, he says, all right, don't panic. Put him in the trunk or something. And uh, why don't you dress up like a uh, like a limo driver? Kel goes, where am I going to find limo driver clothes? <laughs> and Gaines just motions to the driver. That's what they, they do. He goes in. Melissa comes Wait, down. Oh, sorry. I, I, I did skip over the plan. Great plan. Yeah. If Kel could have driven the car, yeah, great place. <laughs> yeah, all put the driver in the trunk, <laughs> take his clothes. What could go wrong? Put put it this way: this is a temporary plan, no matter what. Keenan spe can't spend his entire relationship pretending that he's rich. I mean, <laughs> I mean he's just lost from the get-go. Yeah, like, like you so can't lie from from the first minute. Oh, I left my credit cards <laughs> in my limo. It's like yeah. you're done for, man. <laughs> Best case scenario is that, like, you know, he has one good date where she doesn't find, figure things out and realizes she likes him anyway. Like, that's his only shot at this, so just getting there is, like, his go-ahead. But, Adam, you gotta remember, this is pre-Uber days, right? They don't have a backup plan. Well, they no. gotta call a cab. Yeah. yeah it, she, she needs a limo to, 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 to get there, so. The, hence why we're in this situation. Melissa comes down, dressed very nice. Kenny goes, oh, you look great. And then he <laughs> says the worst thing that you should... <laughs> Probably the worst thing he's ever says on any date in the entire series. You probably could look a little nicer. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> and everybody just, is just <laughs> aghast. They're like, what? And he's just like, excuse me? Well, he's referring to like her taking longer time to get ready. But he says it in the worst possible way. <laughs> Keenan could have just went to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, he could have just done that. He's like, I actually have to go to the bathroom real quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think just think you take longer time. It's like, are you saying I don't look good? 
And while she's doing that, her mom's, like, backing her up and, like, <laughs> doing the head wobbles. And I didn't say you looked bad, and dad's all, I think you did. Yeah, it, it's bad. It's looking bad for Keenan. Mm. And he's just so flustered. Yeah. Uh, he gets out of it somehow. He, like, you know, he's just like, no, no, I'm just a jokester. You know, I'm all, I'm all funny, fun and games. You look great. Can Let's I say go. something, though? Keenan is entirely overdressed. <laughs> he's wearing a tuxedo. She's wearing, like, something you'd wear to, like, like brunch. church church or brunch <laughs> yeah 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 no he uh he kind of went all the way which i think that's keenan's approach to being rich to overcompensate he didn't need to buy three speakers either well he doesn't know how to how to do anything with money <laughs> yeah. or being an adult he just thinks he does as they leave she says i hope it isn't the small limo oh boy uh speaking of getting dressed very <laughs> getting dressed up kel is now sporting the attire of emmett uh the a- Large attire, large jacket, <laughs> uh, large pants, a backwards Emmett hat. Uh, and he's struggling to uh, close the uh, the trunk. The trunk that has Emmett in it. Yes, right. So that's why he's struggling. Melissa and Keenan come out, and uh, she sees the Kel in this outfit, and, she's, and she says, Do I know you from somewhere? And Kel says, No, Melissa, that wasn't me at the stereo store. <laughs> yeah. I think he says, like, or oh, Rigby's, uh, or something like that. And yeah. then... Keenan just quick hushes him up. They they get inside and uh, before Cal gets in, he goes, "What are we gonna do?" Keenan's like, "I don't know." And then they get into the car. Keenan and and uh, Melissa get in the cab, and Cal gets in the front seat. Um, and Cal's just like beeping the horn. He's like, "Whoa, they got a horn here!" <laughs> like they don't have a plan at all. Like Cal yeah. doesn't think about driving. Like they're just sitting uh, there. Uh, Keenan has a word with, with his driver, and they both get outside the car. Yeah, so they go in the car, and then they get out the, out of the car, and yeah, they have yeah. a word. Keenan walks over to the, the window. Kel rolls it down. He says, hey, Keenan, how's your day going? And so he pulls him out, and he says to him, yeah, he's like, you got to drive this thing, man. And Kel says, but I don't know how to drive. Keenan's just like, don't worry about that. Just learn. Just learn. <laughs> great, Kel, great advice. Yeah, Kel rightly says, I'm scared. <laughs> and then Keenan starts thrashing him. And says, you should have thought about that before you knocked out the driver. (laughs) He's like forcing him to drive. And as he does that, Moses' parents are like walking down the driveway. Oh my god, it's so bad. He goes, and that's how you defend yourself against uh, an attacker. (laughs) That's how you defend yourself against an attack. Uh, It's just like... That was a clean save, Keenan. Um, yes, his parent, her parents are walking the dog, which means they're walking with the dog in their arms. (laughs) It's very funny. I'm I'm happy nothing bad happened to Beethoven. I gotta say that's that's a good point. Yeah, in a different episode, something. Uh, so far, the the dogs on the show have been treated pretty well. Bloodbath, Beethoven, and uh, was it Jeffrey? Oh no, yeah, it. the psychic yeah. dog. Yeah, the the one in that office. Yeah, Dustin. That's it. <laughs> oh boy, Adam, we've seen too much of the show. <laughs> we we have. Keenan covers smooth things over and explains to Kel. Look, it's just, it's straight down the street. Just drive three miles. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. And he's like, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. And he gives like a pep talk and Kel gets sad in the front seat. He sits down. Keenan gets in the back. They're driving and it's just chaos. Like swerving, bumping, uh, like just throw, everybody's being thrown chaotically. Like Kel has never driven anything in his entire life. Yeah. <laughs> Move the dog. Oh, Lord. <laughs> like he's just making... All kinds of declarations. Um, uh, Cal hits a pole and trash cans. Keenan gets out, and, and, and Melissa too. Um, and then Melissa's parents are like, what's happening? Well, each person in turn says to Cal, what happened? And Cal's I got an accident. Melissa's, what happened? He got an accident. His parents are there. I got an accident. Uh, and then the, the cops show up. Yep, the cops show up, and uh, they ask, what happened here? And he goes, I got into an accident. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well Kel says, all right, I'm tired of the question. We got into an accident. And then uh, and then they hear some some thrashing from the trunk. Yeah. Keenan's all, I, I can explain what happened. The thrashing happens. And then he's just like, what's that? Well, that's a little hard to explain. And they run away. They run away. They literally run away. And that's the show. Adam, Paramount Plus does not put <laughs> did not put the ending in. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you all about it. They emerge on stage. Cal says, we got a great show for you now. And, uh, and Keenan's all like, wait, no, we, we just we just finished the show. Cal's like, no, I, I want to start the next one because I don't want to spend all week stressing about it. <laughs> you know? And, and Keenan's just like, aren't you stressed enough from what we just went through? We wrecked the limo. I lost a date. And you're not getting your driver's license. 
<laughs> until the year 3,523. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, it uh, kind of, that's a that's a big thing that just happened on this show. Cal has, will not get a driver's license. Ever. Ever. He probably doesn't need one, honestly. It's Chicago. Most things are nearby. That's right. I, I do want to say that we're going to have a driver's license episode later in season four. Oh, I can't wait. Keenan eases his fears by saying that, uh, I just thought of plenty of ways that we can get into trouble. Grab a brain, a heart, and some courage, and meet me at the Emerald City. Come on, Ozzy! Oh, boy. <laughs> Wizard of Oz reference. Oh, here it goes. Yep, and that's the show. That is the show. <laughs> What'd you think of this one? Um, I liked it in the beginning, and then, like, the whole limo stuff happened, and I was like, okay. Like, it could have been could have been a little better, but overall, uh, pretty pretty great episode. The I think the Dream Team did not disappoint. I would agree. Something about the Kevin and Heath episode is just, I, I feel myself writing con- notes constantly when I'm watching. Yeah, they're so much deeper than the other ones. Every line of dialogue is important and funny in a good way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're good writers. Yeah, and they, they handle the, the material pretty well. Uh, so, whose fault do you think this episode it was? Keenan's or Kel's? Keenan's. Really? I I think this was... Keenan lied about being rich. Don't even go there. That was Kel's fault. I, yeah, I mean, that's true. Keenan, Kel knocked out the limo driver, though. It'll have been, it'll have been okay. It'll have an expensive date. No, they but you have to later expect on. that to happen. <laughs> it, the situation is Kel's fault. Why did Keenan let Kel come on his date? Yeah, right. Keenan paid for it. Hmm. All right. Uh, uh, I, I'm willing to give it Keenan or 50-50. What do you say? Uh, Keenan. Okay. He lied. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm glad that his mom kind of outlined the lesson in the middle of the show. Yeah. S- sometimes these, these episodes are a little moralless. <laughs> Keenan almost made it out, but it doesn't mean that he didn't lie. Yeah, and, and his lies would have caught up to him eventually. And so it was Kel's fault because the driver got hurt, but come on. And Keenan is also the one that really pressured him into driving even though he yeah, was scared and didn't want so to that is just so awful like yeah. accidents happen mm-hmm. when you're with Cal accidents always happen but he pressured Cal into committing a felony <laughs> I don't know if oh. it's a felony or a crime whatever you call it this might be the most like law trouble that they got into so far oh my god they like put somebody in a trunk besides the airplane situation oh my god the airplane <laughs> oh th- that was rerouted it didn't like crash or anything but yeah, uh, this is this is pretty up there in terms of trouble they've gotten into. Uh, so, all right, Keenan's Keen, to blame. I'm, I'm with you. There's someone I want to quick highlight uh, that's not just involved in this episode, but every episode. And that's the uh, the creator of Keenan and Kel, Kim Bass. Okay. Kim Bass is uh, a, a creator of a couple different uh, series and properties in the 90s. Uh, most notably, he was the mastermind behind Sister Sister. Oh. He uh, he based the the show experience of having twin sisters as uh, as siblings, and uh, he felt that they had a, like a almost supernatural bond, <laughs> like what like one lived in New York, one lived in Florida for a lot of the time, and when one had a stomach ache, it was like you know oh she's like oh my my sister definitely has one too. <laughs> Ah, wow. Like, that must be what I'm feeling. It, like, they were really close like that, and that close bond that they would be pulled together no matter what's what inspired that series. After, like, you know, a roaring success, uh, do you know the premise of the show Sister Sister? Of course. It's it's a classic premise, too. It's like a million-dollar premise, right? It's, it's sitcom gold of, you know, sisters separated, brought back together, twins. Uh, every, every kid, like, has that, like, imagination moment. Right, right, right. And it happens in real life too. Those that's always awesome family drama. Well, there's psychological. Uh, that th- they a lot of psychologists do studies on stuff like that. It's like it's amazing because there are these two people. There's a famous case of like the most famous twins. What uh, separated? One was raised a Jew, uh, and then one was raised a Nazi, and they came together and they both had like the same hairstyle and they both like only. Uh, they only wore these cl- kind of clothes and they only ate this kind of food and it was like really you know all these like weird similarities mm-hmm. um, uh, they just like had differing ideologies a classic nature versus nurture debate sure yeah it, there's also ones I've seen like a you know it's a meme that's kind of posted all the time but it's a it's like two guys that were reconnected later in life and they like they had wives that had the same name they named their first kids like the same names yeah 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 exactly yeah and, and it's 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 weird how some stuff stays through some stuff changes that's uh, right yeah fascinating stuff to study I, I just wanted to bring that up because uh, we this is the first that was the first time we mentioned him and he's credited in like every episode as the creator of the pro- of the program 
he uh, basically Nickelodeon came to him is like after your sister sister success can you help us with this meet these two awesome kids that we have Keenan and Kel oh. and he saw their dynamic and he's like oh yeah this is this is sitcom gold and he built the ship that the, all these writers and everyone else kind of sailed to success oh, okay so uh, re- real good uh, stuff and ideas coming from uh, Kim Bass so thank you for your awesome contributions and uh, a creation of this program that we love Yes, thank you so much. If he's out there listening, yes, uh, well, I hope uh, you hear these kind words, and we'd love to talk to you. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's really awesome that we get to highlight stories like this because uh, two, you know, two young men like Keenan and Kel getting to like share the the spotlight of Nickelodeon and the turn of the century. Yeah, pretty big deal. So definitely, Kim Bass is a highlighter of stories, and uh, and we appreciate all the work that he has done throughout the years. All right, so uh, let's go. Let's uh, talk ratings. Uh, so IMDb ranks this episode, uh, believe it or not, very low. Uh, e- equal footing with last week's episode, fifty-four out of sixty-two. Ugh. Was it? Was that the one that was tied with? Uh yes. Uh, I'm gonna get you, Keenan. Yeah. Whoever uh, rated these are just stupid. <laughs> it's it's an amalgamation, is what what I'd call it. It's a seven point oh out of uh, out of ten, and it's uh, it's so it's it's still pretty high. It's a seven. Right. Yeah, uh, but in terms of all the other ones, it falls, like, you know, to the, the lowest category. Like, maybe the, the bottom ten. Out, out of ten bottles of orange soda, what would you give the limo? I would give it an eight. I think it's very fair. Uh, I also gave it an eight. Eight's fair. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, I mean, it's great, but it's not, like, outstandingly amazing. You know, it doesn't meet, like, some of my my favorite episodes. But yeah, it's still up there. It, it's it's good stuff. It's a good, um, what do you call it, palate cleanser. Back yeah. on task with what Keenan, because sometimes we, if you have too many like experimental episodes in a row, it gets kind of weird. Right. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad we're uh, back in the saddle with uh, these two. That's right. Um, and it, uh, we'll see what happens next week, Adam, because we have a different director and a different writer. Right. Uh, next week's uh, episodes written by Chris Brown, not that Chris Brown. Uh, but maybe. <laughs> um, and then it's directed by Howard Storm. Right. So uh, I think it's Howard Storm's first one. Howard Storm, born December 11th, 1939. Oh, he's, this, he's not a first-time director. This is actually his last stint. He previously directed Bag and Sack and Kel, Safe and Sorry, and uh, I Haven't Got Time for the Paint. Okay, we'll see what happens <laughs> when, uh, with a pair of courtside tickets to the Chicago Pool Bulls line, Keenan and Kel set out to win a contest by performing the wackiest stunt ever. Sounds like a recipe for success. Sounds like it, Adam. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us, Fantas, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We really appreciate you, and thank you so much for listening. Until next time, aw, here it goes. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. If you want to stay in touch, send us an email at keenankelpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash keenankelpodcast. Our social media accounts are all at keenankelpodcast. That's Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thanks, everybody.